0: How's it going, everyone? I am the Conservative Nerd, and welcome to the show. I'm going to start out talking about a few updates with regard to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The first thing is that Putin has allegedly put his nuclear forces on high alert, while the White House is playing this off as a just an attempt to keep NATO and other countries from interfering. I mean, do I think Putin is crazy enough to push that big red button just yet? Mm, I don't think I don't think he's that crazy. He he likes his power too much to know that that would pretty much be the end of the world as we know it. And I think it's just fainting because if you can remember back to when Trump bombed the hell out of Syria, who was Russia's Russia's main ally in the Middle East, and Putin did nothing about it. I mean, we bombed how many airfields, and killed plenty of Russian militaries, and Putin did jack. He knows deep down that he can't go toe-to-toe with America in a real fight. And this isn't the Cold War anymore. If Biden had the stones to put a line in the sand in Ukraine instead of being a pussy, I can say that we would have had a lot more of an impact on Putin's risk-reward graft before he invaded Ukraine. Also from what we're hearing from Ukrainian fighters is that Russian soldiers aren't as passionate about this fight as we originally believed. Going to our first article, Kharkiv, Ukraine's second largest city, claims victory against the Russians. Finally, at least some good news. Ukraine claimed a major victory Sunday against invading Russian forces, saying its military had fought back and retaken full control of the nation's second-largest city, Kharkiv, amid heavy warfare. Quote, Control over Kharkiv is completely ours, end quote, regional governor had said, crowded in a triumphant Facebook post. Russian forces had intensified their assault on the northeastern city over the weekend, with soldiers and armored vehicles roaring in and widespread reports of gunfire and explosions. A Ukrainian state news agency said that before Daybreak Sunday, Russian troops blew up a natural gas pipeline in the city of nearly 1.5 million people sending a burning cloud up into the darkness. In his victory posts Sunday, he insisted quote, the city is being completely cleansed of the enemy end quote." He also shared photos of six tank six handcuffed men claiming that they were soldiers captured by Ukrainian forces. quote The Russian soldiers who were taken captive talk about total extortion and demoralization. He claimed saying the invading troops were surrendering in groups of 5 to 10 and throwing their equipment in the middle of the road. I mean, it's great to hear that the Ukrainians are having at least some victories against the Russian military, and this story is coming right off the back of the Ukrainians, also stopping the Russian soldiers from taking Kyiv, the Ukrainian capital. Some more good news down the pipe, courtesy of our friend Elon Musk, Elon Musk activates Starlink in Ukraine after Prime Minister's plea. Starlink is now active in Ukraine, Elon Musk announced after Ukraine's Vice Prime Minister on Saturday requested that SpaceX billionaire help the embattled country with communication satellites. The Vice Prime Minister went on Twitter, While you tried to colonize Mars, Russia tried to occupy Ukraine. While your rockets successfully land from space, Russian rockets attack Ukrainian civil people. Vedrov, also the country's Ministry of Digital Transformation, tweeted, quote, We ask you to provide Ukraine with Starlink stations and to address sane Russians to stand. Musk's response also came as Ukraine faced a third day of assaults from Russia and troops continued their assault on Kriev. Elon Musk is such a badass for doing this. They asked for help because the Ukrainian military can't even use the internet. And Elon Musk just sends his satellites, which is essentially space fiber optic cable. And so now the Ukrainian forces can use their internet access now to possibly communicate and get some much needed help. I mean, this is awesome. I'm continuing to pray for the soldiers and the people of Ukraine as they continue their good fight against the Russians. Apparently, the UN Security Council is holding a special meeting concerning Russia and Ukraine. Will anything actually useful come out of the UN? I mean, I wouldn't put money on it. I'll keep providing y'all details and more updates as they come in. I'm gonna move on to my next story. Fence around US Capitol is going back up ahead of the State of the Union. Fences around the US Capitol building is being put back up ahead of President Biden's State of the Union address Tuesday, ahead of the Capitol police the head of the Capitol Police announced as part of security precautions for the speech and possible protests in Washington DC in the next few weeks. The Capitol Police Chief said in a statement Sunday that the decision to reinstall the fence around the Capitol was made out of a, quote, abundance of caution. The agency, he said, had been working with federal, state, and local law enforcement partners on a security plan to prevent any disruption to the important work of Congress. In light of Tuesday's State of the Union Address, and the possible arrival of convoys of trucks protesting COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Manager said that he also requested support from outside law enforcement agencies and the National Guard to help with security precautions. The self-proclaimed People's Convoy was inspired by a three-week protests from the truckers in Ottawa against Canada's COVID-19 restrictions and the vaccine requirements for truck drivers. The U.S.-based convoy departed California last week and is scheduled to arrive in Washington, D.C. area on March 5th. Another expected convoy, which left Scranton, Pennsylvania on Wednesday, failed to gain traction. Though D.C. officials had warned other groups of truckers could reach Washington by Tuesday, when Mr. Biden will deliver his State of the Union address to a joint session of Congress, according to WTOP. At least two convoys have posted routes online, though it's unclear how many trucks are participating in the demonstrations. In anticipation of the protests, the Pentagon approved requests from the Capitol Police and DC Metropolitan Police Department for assistance from the National Guard. Up to 700 National Guard members who will not carry firearms or take part in law enforcement activities will help at designated traffic posts and select capital entry points, according to the National Guard. Fencing was installed around the Capitol complex for weeks after the January 6 assault on the Capitol and remained inter- And the remaining inner fencing was fully removed in July. Temporary fencing went back up in September a- ahead of the rally supporting the people who were arrested for their roles in the January 6 attack. I mean, personally, I can't seem to understand why people would be so upset with the Biden administration. You know, everyone loved when Biden shut down our oil pipeline and ended thousands of jobs for hardworking Americans. Also everyone hated being energy independent under Trump and we thought we didn't want to pay $1.60 a gallon for gas. I mean, who, who would want that? And you know what Americans also loved? When we mistakenly and horrendously pulled out of Afghanistan, leaving thousands of Americans stranded in an now enemy-controlled nation. How about the 13 military service members who needlessly died? And we still never caught the piece of shit who did it either. The military and the Pentagon said that they drone strike that killed the planner of the Kabul Airport bombing. And then we learned to find out that this was just some random dude putting like cans of water onto the back of his truck. Also killed him and, you know, seven kids. So great streak so far, Biden. So we Americans are more than pleased with this administration's performance. (laughs) It's like we literally have a bunch of dead people running our government right now. And with how bad Biden is looking physically, at this point, I'm expecting him to babble for like 30 minutes about corn pops and kids touching his leg hair, and then say something about that despite the horrible failures of this administration, that most of which I've stated above, and also having a completely open border, shipping illegal immigrants to God knows where in the country, and inflation being the real life representation of the house and up. And that we are actually doing better than ever. I honestly might have to turn the State of the Union address into like a drinking game to actually get through it. And you know what? That might actually be fun. Go live on TikTok or Instagram and watch it with y'all. I'll put a poll up on our social media, and if that's something y'all would like, to see, let me know. Going to our last story of the day, this Texas mom says she's moving her family to California to, pre- to protect her transgender daughter. This comes from CNN, of course. A Texas mom is doing whatever it takes to keep her transgender child safe, even if that requires picking up their lives and leaving family and friends behind and moving hundreds of miles west. In a legal opinion released publicly on Tuesday, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton declared that gender-affirming surgical procedures in children and prescribing drugs that affect puberty are to be considered child abuse, a claim many viewed as an attack on transgender children. Violet, who is a Dallas resident with her six-year-old transgender daughter, that statement boils my blood. The daughter's name is Isa. Isa, I'm I'm just gonna call her Isa. Said that this news reaffirmed her decision to move her family to California to keep Isa safe and healthy. CNN is withholding both Violet and Isa's last name to to protect their privacy. Quote. There's pretty much nothing that could keep us here, Violet said. The general feeling in Texas is just constant fear. I'm always worried that she's going to accidentally say something about her penis in, pu- <laughs> in public because that had happened. And I see the way people react to us, in which is why Texas has never really felt safe. I- I'm... So- <laughs> You you expect a, a little girl that if she says something about a penis in public that people are just going to go along with it? Like that's something that's not weird at all? <laughs> it's just time for us to get out and I want to be somewhere else that there are actually laws on the books that protect her instead of trying to erase her, end quote. Paxson's opinion says anyone, including parents, doctors, or teachers who have, quote, reasonable cause to believe such abuse is taking place must report it to the authorities within 48 hours. Failure to report it is a criminal offense, the opinion states, citing Texas's family code. Quote, there is no doubt that these procedures are abused under Texas law and thus must be halted, Paxton said in the statement. The Texas Department of Family and Protective Services has a responsibility to act accordingly. I'll do everything I can to, pro- to protect against those who take advantage of and harm young Texans. In response to the opinion, Governor Greg Abbott directed DFPS Commissioner Jamie Masters To quote, conduct a prompt and thorough investigation of any reported instances of these abusive procedures in the state of Texas, end quote. The American Academy of Pediatrics explained that hormone therapy and surgery are not the only methods of gender affirming care available to children. These treatments are used to treat gender dysphoria or the medical condition in which a person's gender identity is different from the sex they were assigned at birth. So, gender dysphoria. Right now, it's unclear just how much legal standing the order or opinion will have. Five Texas DAs issued a joint statement on Thursday calling the directives from the Governor and Attorney General cruel, life-threatening, and un-American. Okay, I'm, I'm done reading this crap. You know who's really at fault here? It's the people like this author and the horrible parents who would treat their kids like some Frankenstein creature they can mold into whatever they wish. You know, 90% of children who claim that they are dealing with signs of gender dysphoria grow out of it by the time they hit puberty. You know what that percentage drops to if that poor kid is put on puberty blockers and hormone treatment? It drops to zero. You've effectively sealed the fate of your children to forever grapple with their sexuality until they eventually try to kill themselves later in life. As of now, the suicide rate in the trans community is just over 40%. The Texas AG is absolutely correct when he says this is child abuse, and any parent who would do this to their child should have their children taken from them. And there's absolutely many problems with our foster care system, but I'd much prefer these children grow up. up and not have their bodies messed with on behalf of their evil, morally bankrupt parents. You know what I'd tell my kid if he came up to me and told me that he wants to be a girl? I'd say, no you don't, because you don't even know the difference. And to think that there are actual adults who would be delusional enough to say, you know what, I believe you, you five-year-old human. I'm going to take you to a doctor and so I can make you your dream come true. <laughs> it it blows me away. These are the real villains who would sacrifice their children on the altar of wokeness and clout. I mean, they do it just for the attention. They don't care about their kids. I hope every state in America follows along and actually outlaws this because a nation that refuses to protect our own children doesn't deserve to continue to exist. Okay, so I'm going to digress and give y'all a book recommendation to end out the show. This series I'm going to recommend is called The Shadow Dance Cycle by David Danglish. It takes place in a medieval fantasy world and the story starts in a city on the brink of war. A war between the Trifect, a coalition of three extremely wealthy families who've banded together in business to keep each other at the top of the food chain, and the guilds of thieves who rule the Undercity. The ruler of the Spider Guild, the largest and the more powerful of the thief guilds, is Thurin Fellhorn, a master thief and swordsman, and he's planning to win this war at any cost. The main character of these books is Aaron Fellhorn. His father's goal for him is to be molded into the world's greatest killer. Aaron is denied the things that would distract him, like friendship, faith, and even love. Will Aaron inherit his father's underworld throne, or will he actually choose his own path? This is one of my favorite book series by far. I mean, it has plenty of action, sword fights, magic, a little bit of romance, and plenty of well-written, likable characters who you'll grow to love. I mean, there are six books, so if you need a new series, I can't recommend this one enough. Well, that's going to wrap up today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I think we're about to hit 800 views on anchor y'all that i mean that is amazing i can't thank y'all for all the love and support and if you love the show please go help me out by leaving a five-star review on apple or spotify that just helps us with the algorithms because you know just with the name conservative nerd they knock me a couple pegs down the ladder so i can use all the help i can get And also go follow our Instagram and Facebook pages. And I'm currently like 200,000 spots behind to get on the truth social app. Donald Trump's social media page or app. So when eventually I get to my turn, I'll let you guys know. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And remember... Not all nerds follow the herd.